Hey guys, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm doing one on why are dyslexics actually super smart? Because I actually think we have so many awesome abilities, but we are challenged in a lot of ways as well. Um, and it's important not to just focus on the problems. Uh, so there are three things that I really think are pretty amazing as my alarm goes off because I have a right starters meeting. I'll leave that in here because uh, we're trying to create massive change in the world and I'm allowed to ding occasionally. I've let myself off with that. Okay, that's quite an intense intro. Let's dive into the interview. I've done this one on YouTube as well. It's my first YouTube live just to practice. So the video is on the Truth About Dyslexia uh, YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. We really appreciate your support. And if you do see a video come up, even if you don't have time to watch it, we'd love a, a like or a, a share. It, you know, it really helps us and it's a massive support. So thank you for your time and let's uh, dive into this one. Hey everybody, hope you're going super well today. Uh, Stephen here from the Right Siders and the Truth About Dyslexia. This is my first live podcast I have, I believe, ever done, except for the interviews that I've uh, put out through uh, iTunes and Spotify, which uh, have been recorded live. In today's episode, um, what I wanted to talk about was why are dyslexics actually super smart? You know, I get to talk to a bunch of amazing, amazing people. I get to spend time researching, you know, the different geniuses that have come up with some of the most amazing things in the world. And, and you'd be aware of many of them, the people like Steve Jobs, the Richard Bransons, you know, people, people believe Elon Musk is. I've also looked at people that have um, done smart things, but may be perceived as not being the smartest people in the world. Like you look at Donald Trump, who's very, very likely dyslexic. Um, you know, I'm going to look at doing a podcast, another podcast on him before the election, because I think that would be interesting uh, for people to see some of the key factors that uh, make it super obvious. But in this podcast, let's focus on why dyslexics are actually smart. You know, um, many of us through school kind of got beaten down. We got told we were stupid. We couldn't uh, do anything that we, we had to do. You know, we kept being told, you don't really understand what's happening in life. And, you know, I remember being told by teachers, um, and there's a story I tell a lot, which is sitting in class and knowing the answer but being too scared to actually stand up for myself and say it and say, hey, I I feel, you know, I was too scared. And when I actually did say it, the teacher told me, no, you don't know the answer. And I remember that, that killing me, made me feel really stupid. And that was before I actually found out I was dyslexic. And, you know, the thing I said to my mom was, at least I know I'm not stupid. You know, I was different. And I think this is the key for us as dyslexics. Many of us have judged how smart we are based on what people around us, the left brainers in society are thinking. And, you know, the left brainers have created the schooling system in their eyes. And what I say to people around that and around, you know, why we are smarter is we're different in a positive way that's going to really, you know, I believe save the world. You know, with all the changes that are happening, we're talking about COVID, we're talking about uh, climate change. You know, it's going to be the dyslexics out there, the people that think differently and can see opportunities that haven't been done before. You know, 
Einstein said it really well. You know, if you keep doing the same thing and expecting change, you know, you're crazy. Now he said it in different words, but same point. Uh, that's the, you know, that's the real key about this. I think, you know, what we need to be very aware of in society, if we are dyslexic, is not to beat ourselves up about doing some things wrong. You know, when we're talking about the smart conversation, many of us go, well, I sometimes can't even remember to bring the right things when I leave the house. How can I be smart? Or um, I couldn't, I can't even keep to time. I'm either super early or super late. And, you know, it feels like I've just won a gold medal when I actually show up at a place and I've, um, I've arrived on time. It feels like, hey, I've just succeeded. Where if we're going to judge ourselves by those, those kind of levels, we're always going to look stupid. We're always going to feel dumb. But when we start judging ourselves by what we're great at, we're amazing. You know, the, the example that I really relate to, that you may relate to, is that the average person is more like a PC, a PC computer. And at school, they're taught how to operate that PC computer. They're taught all the shortcuts and the short keys. They're taught what a PC should do well, which is repeat the same things again and again and again. And being, being right-sided, being right-brained, being dyslexic, you're more like a Mac. You're designed to be creative, to create the stuff that's probably going to be the program that the PCs are going to follow, which is, you know, it's a really important thing to realize. And like when I realized that, I started to accept myself so much, so much more. Um, and when you look at how smart we are, there's a few things that really stand out. And there's some obvious ones that if you've looked up videos like this in the past, are not going to be rocket science. But the first one, let's go with the easy ones to start with, and then I'll dig into a few of the deeper ones. And one of them is creativity. And it's important to go, hey, you go, oh, everyone says creativity, but some days I just feel like I can't create anything. You know, I can create it in my head, but I struggle to create it in reality. Um, and what I would what I would say to that is it's important to understand why we're creative and what creativity really is. When when I was chatting to a guy, I can't even remember his name. I wish I could give him credit um, years ago. What he said to me was creativity is not about taking a blank piece of paper and finding a solution. It is about being able to bring up things you've learned in the past and pull them together and create something new. It's kind of the clock radio effect. You know, if you're able to add a clock radio to something that already exists, that makes it better and more functional, it makes it even just five, 10% better. You know, that's creativity. You know, the ideas in the world have all been created already. You know, so much of it's already been done. You know, it's very hard to create something completely from scratch. When you look at things like Uber, Uber was taxis that already existed, uh, coupled with an app concept that was already created, that was coupled with another business model. And what someone did really well is they were able to pull together the things around them to create a really amazing solution. And that's what the dyslexic mind is great at. The way it works is it doesn't have the same level of boundaries around it. It doesn't it doesn't think it has to stick to every single rule. It allows itself to kind of pull from a thousand different things that are floating around in the world. And, you know, that's what I find so amazing about my mind is when I give it the space to do what it does, it is so smart. You know, I can create something in an hour out of thin air that's just beautiful. 
And I think that this is the big thing about us being smart is it's, it's not about being smart on paper sometimes. And, and paper isn't naturally our, our biggest skill set. We do enjoy uh, drawing, you know, drawing is good, uh, lots of doodles, but being able to use your mind to create things, to go to your company, if you're working in a job and go, how can we creatively solve this? To, in your relationships, we're smart. You know, if, if we can really identify the problem, which can be one of the challenges, we can then look and say, how do we solve that challenge? How do we solve that problem that's appearing in our lives? And that's not natural for everyone. A lot of people really struggle with it. It's why so many of us are, are artists or actors or these real creative elements in our lives. So that's, a, that's one of the reasons that creativity is a massive benefit for anyone who's dyslexic. The other, the other real smart thing I see a lot is this, the ability to do spatial design. This is why many dyslexics are engineers. We're architects. You know, we're the people that can come up with these beautiful visions and apply them in the world. And it's quite exciting when you get into it and you do it that way. Like um, the amount of engineers I talk to is remarkable. Now, the dyslexic engineers, they hate tracking their time to build people, but they can see problems before they happen. You know, we can, many, many dyslexics, not everyone, but a lot of us, if we take time to practice, can close our eyes and basically fly around like a 3D diagram of something. You know, it was interesting. I, I said this example to my dad the other day. I was thinking about our bedroom, me and Holly's, and we were, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if there was a TV on the wall? Because we're looking at doing some renovations. Um, and this TV could flip around and go outside so we could play television outside while we were having a barbecue or having a beer. Now, I could close my eyes and I could imagine the bedroom that doesn't even exist yet. And I could actually design this flipping TV concept in my mind. I could see that there would be a big pole through the middle of, of where this spun around so the cables could go through. I had to think about how could it be air, how could it be airtight or watertight so that we didn't drown in it if it was really raining. And I could see, okay, we could use potentially these flaps that you, you get on a, on a refrigerator that keep it keep it cold you know those things was me just pulling together a bunch of ideas that were different and inputs that were in my head and drawing them together to create something absolutely amazing and brand new you know um whether i do it i don't know i'm not sure if it's a big enough push or driver for me to do it but what was beautiful is i can create it and over the over time like i've seen how smart i am with what i can create um when i sit down with a customer or a client I do a lot of web design and similar stuff. I can pull together ideas that they've never seen before. They've never thought of for their business to improve it. In design, I can do the same thing. I can take, I can see something in one industry and apply it to a different industry and understand why they work. And the longer I, the more I practice talking to people, the better I get at it, the better I can use this superpower. And this is what I, you know, this is the thing with dyslexics being smart. This is not natural for everyone. You know, many of us can't step out of our minds to go, hey, you know, everyone can do this, can't they? And no, they can't. They seriously can't do, do it. Um, and, you know, if you can really go, hey, this is actually a really creative outlet. I'm good at this. And if, and if you can accept people going, you're good at it, which is another challenge many of us have is being able to actually accept praise. 
uh, it becomes a beautiful world. And it, it, it's not an overnight thing, but it's a really powerful feeling. So if you've got creativity, you've got the ability to bring things partially through. The third thing I think that makes us super smart, and you've got to also ask yourself what your definition of a smart is. Smart to me is being able to do something um, with what you've been given that creates massive value or even a little bit of value, but creates some value from it. And so the third thing I think is intuition. You know, we are naturally super intuitive, potentially to a point where it can it can hurt us. You know, we can we can pick up emotions from people. Have you ever been around someone and you completely feel if they're if they're in a good place, you become in a good place. If they're in a bad place, they you know, you become in a bad place. But we can pick up where people are at without talking. You know, our, our natural flow is to be those very energetic, energy driven human beings. And and when you start to look at that as a strength rather than a weakness, and you start to apply your creativity to making it work better in your life, I can tell you it's fantastic. You know, I'm better in relationships now that I step into that part of my abilities and I can go, okay, something's wrong here. You know, what, what's wrong? And I, I can, I can actually make, take the moves, take the steps to get my relationship going better in business. It's the same. If I'm with a client, and I can quite early on feel if this is going to work or not. And I can actually decide to not waste my time and say, hey, I really I hope you do well, but I'm not going to work with you. I just know this won't work. And people go, oh, how do you know? And I say, I just, I feel it. And, and over time, you start to trust yourself more and more as you practice this. But like with all great superpowers and abilities, it takes time and work to get there. And, you know, don't be scared to play with your abilities. Don't be scared to step out of yourself and just just play. You know, you deserve to um, just to try things out. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, what, what will hurt is if you do put too much pressure on yourself and you just don't achieve anything because you're scared. Um, and that, that's absolutely natural. It's absolutely fine. But it won't allow you to help the most people you can in life. And I think that's a really important important thing for us like we're awesome humans and we can do so much good if we step into who we really are so thank you for listening to this podcast this is my first video podcast if you um, are not on the adult dyslexia secrets group uh, find us on facebook just search truth about dyslexia we'd love to have you on board um, and thank you i'll try and be getting try and get better at these video podcasts uh, going forward i'd love your feedback in the comments and if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button below